0: Amen. John chapter number 13. Let me say it's good to be back at home, at home. Uh, I I need everybody, I need everybody to uh, listen to me just for a second uh, and really, really listen and take to heart what I'm fixing to say. You need to appreciate what you have right here. You, You need to appreciate what you have right here. I, I, you know we have been really working hard uh, with Mission America and, and going to other churches and helping them establish uh, a disciple making program in their, in their churches. Uh, and, and, and I've had the opportunity to visit a lot of different ones. And you have no idea how blessed you are to have Temple Baptist Church to go to. Uh, There are people around this country that would give their eye teeth to just experience a little bit of what you guys get to see every Sunday. And so with that being said, let's never take for granted the blessings of God because God is good. Amen. Yes, he is. John 13, John 13 and verse number 33, uh, verse number 33 if you there, say amen. amen. Little children, Jesus is speaking in the upper room. Uh, this is the night that he is arrested. This is the night that Judas betrays him. They are in the upper room where they had the last supper, uh, the Passover meal. And Judas has already been dismissed. And now it's just Jesus and his real disciples, his genuine disciples, and he's fixing to tell them some, some, some hard news. He's been trying to tell them, but they wouldn't listen. But he's fixing to tell them specifically, explicitly, some very difficult news. And, and Cesar, I got your outlines. Don't let me forget. I got them. All right, buddy. Uh, uh, he's fixing to tell him he's got to leave. He's going to go. Now, now, John 13 is why he said, John 14, let not your heart be troubled, Right? And the reason he said, let not your heart be troubled, is because their heart was troubled. troubled. And this is why, what we're fixing to read, this is why they were so troubled. And he starts out with little children. What affectionate terms. Little children. Yet a little while I am with you. Ye shall seek me. And as I said unto the Jews, whether I go, ye cannot come. Ye cannot come. So now... I say to you, so now I say to you, a new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another. As I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this, say that with me, by this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. Let's pray. Thank You, Father, for Temple Baptist Church. Thank You, Lord, for the, the resources You've put in this place. Thank You, Lord, for the talent that You've put in this place. Thank You, Lord, for the people that You've put in this place. Thank You, Lord, for the volunteers that You've put in this place. Thank You for the servants that You've put in this place. Thank You for people who are willing to serve. And uh, Lord, we're not, we're not wanting a big part of something little. We want a little part of something big. God, I thank you for all the privileges and the honors that you bestowed upon this place. Now, Lord, this is a very important message. I've I've been meditating on it all week long. And Lord, please help me get it out. Help me to explain it and get it out where it's easy to understand. Help me to give it to them like you gave it to me. And Lord, I pray that I will speak clearly. And I pray that you'll take your word and challenge us today, encourage us today, help us today. Lord, don't let me say anything I shouldn't. And don't let me forget anything I should. And God will give you the credit, the glory, the honor, the worship, all of it. It just goes to you. You deserve it all. Lord, we praise your holy name this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people say it. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. Uh, in just a little while, a week or two, uh we're gonna have Life Group Connect. Life Group Connect. Life Groups is a part of what we do here at Temple Baptist Church and what we do at Fairview. Uh it is a place where you can love others. You know, our theme, our motto, if you if you will, if you've come to our uh 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 help me, help me. What do we what do we have last week? Membership class, foundations class. It's been a long week, guys. I preached every single night, every single night uh, our foundations class, you learn what we do here at temple is love God. Y'all ought to be, y'all ought to be repeating this. You ought to know this. Amen. We love God love and serve both. We love God in our worship. That's what we just got through doing. We just wanted to tell God that he's worthy. Amen. Tell God we appreciate him. Tell God we love him. That's how how we love on God is by worshiping him and honoring him, adoring him. That's why you can't just stand here like a knot on a log. You got to sing because this is the atmosphere where we love God. We, We show appreciation to him that we're not going to hell. We show appreciation to him that that he has done so much for us. He's not only forgiven us, but he's made us a home in heaven. He's not only made us a home in heaven, he's helping us live in the hell we live in down here. And isn't it good that this is all the hell we'll ever see? Hallelujah. So we should come and love on him and worship him and appreciate him and show adoration to him. But not only, not only to, are we to love God, because that's what he said to do. You know, the greatest commandment is love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and all thy soul, right? And the next, the second is as the first, love your neighbor as yourself. So in order to be, in order to be a disciple of Christ, you got to love God, but you need to love others. You got kind of weak right there. Say it with me. You got to love others. You now, this is something I've seen in this this week. I've been in a motel, uh, motel room during the day all week long, which it was it, 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 I hate being there because I think of everything I need to be getting done here, but it gave me, it gave me some time. I'll be honest with you, it gave me some time to just, just me and God uh, for an extended period of time. Usually I don't have that here because I'm, I'm, I'm going, 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 going. Uh, so it was, I'll be honest, it, just, it really helped me see some things. But in this particular, th- this particular chapter, I've seen something that I've never seen before. And as I was looking at this, uh, Jesus is here with his disciples. Have you ever noticed that people on their deathbed, they only talk about what's really important? They don't talk about the fish they caught uh, two summers ago. They, don't talk about, they only talk about what's really important, especially if they know that their time is short. Jesus knew his time was short. and He's telling them, he said, I'm, I'm only with you a little while. I'm only with you a little while. If you're taking notes, let me, let me hurry up and get to the notes because if you don't, I'm going to start running rabbits and I just got so much I want to say today. Number one, if you're writing this down, if you're writing this down, we see Jesus in his explanation. Remember, they're in the upper room. Remember, this is the night of his arrest. Uh, he is fixing to go out into the garden of Gethsemane. Judas is fixing to come and betray him. He's fixing to be arrested. But before that happens, just hours before this happens, he is explaining to them in verse number 33. Little children, yet a little while I am with you. Look at this. First of all, we see the departure of the Savior the departure of the savior. If you're taking notes, write this down. Let me just give you all three and then I can talk about it. All right. First we see a limited access. He said, you're going to have access to me just for a little while. I am with you yet a little while, very limited access. If you're going to ask a question, you need to ask it now. If you need to know something, listen, I'm only going to be with you a short time. But then he says this, not only is there a limited access, but there's a longing need. He says, ye shall seek me. What that means is this, you're going to miss me when I'm gone. You're going to miss me when I'm gone. You're going to desire to have my presence with you again. You're going to need me. So you're going to seek me. Are y'all with me? Say amen. It was vitally important for Jesus to be with them in person. Can you imagine? Can you imagine being with Christ in person? Now, I've been in the car with Jesus in spirit. I've been going down the road. I've, I've spent time with the Lord in spirit and it's been glorious. Say amen. amen. I'm telling you, there's nothing like the spirit of God encouraging you. That, there's nothing like the spirit of God chasing you neither. Because sometimes it's not always encouragement. Sometimes it's a chastening because we've strayed a little bit or done things we've done. Listen, he'll, he'll get your attention and there's nothing like the precious spirit of God. But can you imagine being with him in person? Can you imagine being there when a, when, a, when a leg grew back on a body? Can you imagine being there when a blind man who's been blind his whole life, he now sees? When a man who is lame gets up and runs home, are y'all with me? When you're in a boat and it's stormy and you think you're fixing to die, and he walks to the bow of that boat and says, he rebukes the wind and says, peace be still. Can you imagine? Can you imagine as we see this thousands and thousands and thousands of people on this hillside? And then he said, hey, bring me what you got. And takes one little lad's lunch and has the greatest buffet in the history of humanity. Can you imagine being in person? Say that with me. In person. In person. So, so far they've been, come on. In they've been. In and Jesus just tells them, I'm not going to be with you in person anymore. I'm not going to be with you in person anymore. Now this brings up C. And this is really the message. Everything, everything around this is, is window dressing. Give you a little before and a little after. But this is what I want you to take home. He says, now we, I, I got to teach you a lesson. A lesson. Watch what it says. Watch what it says. You say, what do you mean? Look here. Look here. He says, I'm not going to be with you or in, in person, physical form, standing in front of you, eyeballs, skin, flesh, and bone. Does that make sense? He said this, whether I go, ye cannot come. What's that next word? What's the next word after so? In other words, what I'm fixing to tell you is because what I just told you. Does that make sense? In other words, watch this now. So now I say to you, okay, what did he just, what did he just say to us? He's not going to be with us anymore in, and because he's not going to be with us anymore. I am telling you now what you need to do. Does that make sense? So I'm telling you. Now, all right, number one was a departure. Now, does everybody understand Jesus is fiction to in-person depart? Amen? Amen? Now, we see Christ's demand. This is a commandment, a new commandment. Does this say a new suggestion? Yeah. No, it's a command. It's a military term. This is not something we have a choice in the matter. We can't accept it or reject it. We have to obey. Aye, aye, I, sir. I mean, I, we got it. We're going to do it. Say amen. Right. amen. A new commandment I'm going to give to you that you love one another. Now, I know what you're thinking. How is that a new commandment? Because back in the Old Testament, back in the Old Testament, he said you are to love God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. So how is this a new commandment? Here's how it's a new commandment. He said, I want you to love one another as as I have loved you. As I have loved you. I don't need you to love like the Pharisees. I don't need you to love like the rest of the folk. You say, what do the rest of the folk love? They love to be loved. They love for what they can get out of you. It's you scratch my back. I'll scratch yours. If you'll be good to me, I'll be good to you. But Jesus loved his enemies. Are y'all with me? Now, watch this. Watch this. This is going to make sense. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I need you to love each other like I loved you. Now, in this chapter, in chapter 13, you will see how Jesus loved them. You will see how Jesus loved them. Now, first of all, if you're writing this thing down, first of all, we see a meeting. Write that down. We see a meeting. And then, B, I'll come back to that. I just want to get it all out so I can start, I can just preach, okay? We see a meeting, right? They're in the upper room. In the the book of Luke, in the book of Luke, he said, with desire, I desired to have this meal with you. In other words, he was looking forward to this. He couldn't wait to meet with his disciples. He couldn't wait to spend time. Watch this now. To spend time in. Come on. He could not wait to spend time in. Not only was there a meeting, there was a meal. A meal. I couldn't wait to eat with you guys. Now that, if you want to put beside that, put put this beside that. That, that, that represents fellowship. That represents fellowship. Now watch. First, there was a meeting. meeting. They got together. They got together. How many was up there? Well, there was twelve with Jesus because they dismissed John, or excuse me, Judas. So so now, so I would call that a small group, wouldn't you? Could we call that a life group? Yeah. So there was a, no, a, there was a meeting. meeting. Then B, there was a, meeting. and then C, there was a ministering, a ministering. You know what he did? He took off his outer coat. He girded himself with a towel and he got down and what? Washed their feet. Washed their feet. So he not only met with them, he not only ate with them and had great, great fellowship. But then he humbled himself and served them. You say, what was he doing? Ah, he's just loving on them. He's just loving on them. Greater loveth no man than this, that a man laid down his life for his. He's just loving on them. He's just loving on them. Now I'm going somewhere. I promise you, I'm going somewhere. Can y'all see this? What was that meal about? He said, with great desire, I've desired to have this meal with thee. Listen, he fellowshiped with them. In in chapter 13, verse 1, you don't have to go there, just trust me because I've saved some time. In chapter 13, verse 1, he said, having loved his own, he loved them until the end. What was this meeting about? It was about love. What was this meal about? It was about love. What was, this? what was this washing the feet thing? I know he was teaching them because they were still struggling with the fact of being servants and he was instructing them and he was helping them. But I'm telling you, he loved them and he served them and he ministered to them. When they were hungry, he fed them. When they were scared, he comforted them. When they were, listen, when they were needing a little rebuke and a little accountability, are y'all with me? I need you To love like I love. Are y'all with me? Now, here's the point. Here's the point. Everybody, everybody, everybody. We good? I know it's a little different, but I'm trying to get this out so you can understand it. Jesus said, I'm no longer going to be with you. Although, although he said, I'm going to send the spirit, which is his spirit the comforter, the teacher, the guide. Y'all with me? I'm not gonna leave you comfortless. I will come to you in the Holy Spirit and, and thank God for the Holy Spirit. Thank God for the direction of the Holy Spirit. Thank God for the filling and the comfort of the Holy Spirit. Thank God for the guiding and the teaching of the Holy Spirit. But according to this chapter and these verses, Jesus is telling you the Holy Spirit is not enough. He said, I'm no longer, watch this, 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 let's just put it in terms, we can figure this out. I'm no longer going to be with you in, so I need you to be me to each other instead. I'm not going to be here in to feed you. I'm not going to be in here in to comfort you. I'm not going to be here in person to challenge you. So guess what? I need you. to be Amen. in my place. Amen. Now what's the what's the point? What's the point? I know you're trying to think, what, what are you getting at? Here's what I'm saying. You cannot live this Christian life alone. And everybody that's watching is never here and you're never around people and you think you can get along like you need to without being in person with other Christian persons. Jesus would have never said what he said right here if you could do that. And he would have never said don't forsake The assembling of yourselves together. He said, but exhorting one another. As you see the day approaching. What day? The last day. The coming day. The perilous day. The dangerous day. We are in the perilous times, church. We Paul told Timothy, he said, perilous times will come. Dangerous times will come. There's going We are living right now. Ladies and gentlemen, we are living right now in such an anti-Christ, anti-God, anti-Christian society. And it's going to do nothing but get worse. I'm telling you right now, we need each other. Amen. We need each other. We need each other's prayers. Yeah. But listen, we need each other in person. In person. Listen, I was, I was sitting there. Now, now, now let's, let's get back to the outline. Let's get back to the outline. A, A. there was a meeting. meeting. If Jesus thought it necessary to meet with his disciples in person, what do you think we need to be doing? Yeah. We need to be meeting in And this don't count. This don't count. You can't love on nobody in here. Jalen don't give you 20 seconds to shake somebody's hand. Hello? Don't come in here. Don't come in here and ease your conscience and think you've done the Christian thing. You just come in here and stood and watched. And then you leave. That didn't encourage nobody. Now, I do get encouraged when I see people really worshiping. Since I'm going to just tell you right now, when I see you up in that choir and it's just, it looks looks like it's just you and God up there. That encourages the fire out of me. And that's great. And I love seeing, I love seeing these folks sing. I'm telling you, I really, to me, I love seeing these young people up here singing. I see that and that encourages the fire out of me, but that, that is totally different than sitting around a table over a meal with brothers and sisters who are in this fight who are in this battle, who are in this struggle, who are struggling just like you are, who are fighting just like you are, who are in the, in the fire and being attacked by Satan just like you are. And you can come together and share your burdens and share your hurts and share your dreams and share your victories. There's nothing like that. You need to do for each other what I'm doing for you now is what Jesus is saying. I'm not going to be here anymore in... And because of that, that's what he says. Because of that, I'm telling you right now, I need you to love each other like I loved you. In other words, I need you to do for each other like I'm doing for you right now. Yes. Not just meet, not just have a meal, but minister each other, serve one another. Doesn't first John three we all want to quote John three sixteen. Everybody loved John three sixteen. I shall so love the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Everybody wants to quote that, but nobody wants to quote 1 John three sixteen, yeah. That we're supposed to lay our life down for the brethren. Yes. You know, I hear all the time. I hear this all the time. All the time. The biggest excuse for people not getting involved in life groups. I, we just don't have... Why don't you just, why don't you just be honest and say, I don't want to do it. You know what I have time for? Whatever I want. And what I don't want to do, I just say, I don't have. People need you. And whether you believe it or not, I know you think you're tough, but you need people. We're not going to get through this thing alone. The most dangerous thing we can do is try to live this Christian life alone. One, we're being disobedient. Two, we're not helping those who need our help. And three, we're missing out on the help we can get, get from other people. And all God's people say it. Cesar. Maria. We, we, we've, 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 we've been, uh, I don't know how long it's been year, a couple years now with the Hispanic ministry. I'm going to tell you this, and this is where I really seen it. I, I, I don't know. God's just letting me, I don't know. There would be many times, there'd be many times we'd have, I don't know, uh, 15, 20, sometimes 12, whatever the number might be. And we'd have our service. And dear God, I'm telling you. And, and you know, translating, I would, I would, I would teach and, and Cesar would translate for me. So you're already going to have twice as long. Are y'all with me? But them sweet folks, them sweet folks are so hungry, asking so many questions. Would it be unusual to have a four hour service? Y'all, y'all get nervous when we hit 45 minutes. And y'all ready to get out of here? I come here nine o'clock and preach, eleven o'clock and preach, and then go spend four hours. Not every time, but there would be times we just we'd forget what the time was because we would we would have our service and we would we would uh, testify, and then then they they had brought food. Say amen. I'm talking about show enough. Sometimes they didn't bring the grill and that, and it'd be all over that grill. Show enough. (laughs) But, but I, but this is what I remember. I remember one specific time we were sitting there and we made like a long table Put two table, two of them long tables together, and there was people on both sides of the tables all the way around, and I was sitting here, and, and a lot of it, a lot of it, I don't understand, because some of it's in Spanish, and and a little bit might be in English, and 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 I was looking around, and this one was talking with this one, and that one was talking with this one, and these three were laughing at that one, and all of them had a smile on their face, and I'm sitting at the very end of the table. <clears throat> I'm sitting at the very end of the table and I'm just watching. I'm just watching. We're meeting. We have a meal. And we're fellowship. We're enjoying each other's company. Now watch this. Watch this, guys. Everybody look at me. I promise you I'm going somewhere. All of the problems of this world. All of the anti-God atmosphere and vitriol that's out there. And it's out there. Just turn on the news. All of the problems, all of the issues. It was like this was an oasis. This was an oasis in a storm of trials and tribulations where God's people were meeting Around a meal, encouraging one another, laughing, enjoying, loving on each other. We get up and the one would say, hey, can I get your plate? Are you through with your plate? Can I do this? Can I cut this cake for you? I said, a big piece. <laughs> <laughs> Serving one another. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, this is what... in. in I'm sitting there watching all this. And I said this. I said this. I said, Jesus, this is what you meant. This is what you wanted for your people. This is what you meant for the church. This is what you meant. This is the community that you want Christians to have. This is the joy that you want Christians to have. This is the ministering to each other. This is the fellowship. This is the serving one another. This is what you meant. I see it. This is what you want. Man, What such... It was so... It was... Nobody wanted to leave. Because when we knew... When we left, we had to go back out in that world. But I'm going to tell you this. That, that time we got to spend where we were all thinking the same thing, wanting the same thing. We were all in community. We were all in common. We were fellowshipping around Christ. It made going out in that world a whole lot easier. I'm just telling you this right now. If you think showing up here on Sunday morning at nine o'clock to get this over with, then that's the extent of your Christianity You're missing out on so much. Not only are you missing out on so much, but you are in so much danger. Because you need each other. Jesus said, I've got to go. I can no longer be here in. So I need you to be in for each And all God's people say it. Amen. We see the demand of the Savior. Then lastly, look at the declaration of the Savior. I don't see no clock up there, boys. <clears throat> the declaration of the Savior. Watch what he says. Watch what he says. He says, by this. Say it with me. By this shall all men know you're my disciple. Amen. Amen. Now, two things, two things. I want you to write down two things. By this, say that with me. Is We see an outward display, an outward display. By this, what do you mean by this? By this meal, by this meeting, by this service this ministering by this, by this action that we are taking y'all with me by this. Now, everybody look at me. Everybody look at me, brother John, I can't look inside of you with my physical eye and see how you feel about your dear sweet wife, but I've watched you. And I watch how you act around her. And I watch how you treat her. Now I don't know what you do at home. (laughs) Okay. But I see how tender you are. I can't tell. I can't tell how you feel about her. By just. I can't see inside of you. But I can see what you do. And the reason I'm saying this. I don't want y'all to look at this and say, well, I do love, this world's going to know that I'm a Christian because I love my brethren. Do you show it? They can't look inside of you. They're going to know you love by what you do. Don't say it. Show it. Gather together. Encourage one another. Love without being seen, might as well not even be there. He said, by this, there needs to be an outward display of your affection. There needs to be an outward display of your love for each other. Jesus was all about actions. Talk is cheap. Jesus showed them. The Bible says this, but God commendeth. Brother Melvin, commendeth means to put on display. That's what that word means. It means to put on display. But God commendeth his love. He put his love on display. He commended his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Calvary is God showing he loved you. It's putting it on display. God didn't just say it, he showed it. And don't be a hypocrite and just say it. I don't need you to say it. I need you to show it. Are y'all with me? Amen. Talk is cheap. Say that. Talk is cheap. Say it again. Talk is cheap. Actions speak louder than words. So we see an outward, an outward. This has got to be something on the outside. They need to see it. This world needs to see our love for each other. Then we see this. It's an opportunity. It's an opportunity. Loving each other is an opportunity to be a testimony of Christ. Are y'all with me? He said, "By this, this our display of affection, this our display of love—you loving one another by meeting, having a meal together, by serving one another, by encouraging one another, by helping one another. But are y'all with me? By this, this our display of love." they shall know that you're my disciples. Who? All men. This is a way that we can be a testimony to this world. Unfortunately, unfortunately, we got got to get on social media and just complain all the time. And criticize one another all the time. and, And run down other ministries or other people all the time. Boy, that's really showing the world something. What, what are we showing in this world? Are we showing them love? Hello? Oh, no. Did he say by all your rules, they're going to know you're my disciple. No. By telling everybody everything you're against, they're going to know you're my disciple. No. no. He said when you love others, they're going to know. Real, genuine Christians are going to be marked by a genuine love for others. Amen. Amen. That extends to the point of loving your enemies. This makes sense? Jesus says, "I can't be with you in so I need you to be in for each Amen. It goes beyond, it goes beyond. Well, preacher, I just don't need that. Well, what if somebody needs you? And it ain't what if, they do. And, And I know you're a tough guy and you think you don't need it, but you do. You do. We all do. We all do. Everybody need somebody sometime and all God's people see it Amen. are you a testimony do they see it you loving others some of this you got to understand it don't come natural brother Doug I preach Sunday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday Wednesday as hard as I could to inspire and encourage those folks to share their faith. Thursday night and Friday night, I spent those nights training, teaching them how. Part of the training is teaching them that, listen, one way that you can witness is smile. Smile. Say, preacher, what are you getting at? A lot of people think, a lot of people think the, the, and I hear this, and it's just another excuse. Oh, COVID's made it so hard to share your faith. No, it hasn't. It's made it easier. People have been isolated so long. People have been cooped up so long. People have been separated from each other so long. Man, they are dying. They're dying for attention, they're dying for somebody to care. They're dying for somebody to appreciate their person. And all you got to do is smile. Come on, try it. Some of y'all ain't going to break your face. Let me see it. What's, what's, what's usually, what, what usually happens when you pass somebody and you smile at them? Now, think about it. Remember during COVID when people would, you'd you'd pass people in the hallway and they'd. You remember those arrows in the floor? I never went by them arrows (laughs) on purpose. People are starving to death. Just smile on purpose. I told, I told, I told, this was just a little handful of people. Andrew came and preached to 1778, I think. Should have been 76, but anyway. Some of y'all get that, some of you won't. 1776, get it, get it. I was in the middle of nowhere, Georgia. With about 50 people. and i was saying listen you got to smile and you got to show genuine interest in others and they will hear you they will listen now ladies and gentlemen you you you've got something here they don't have you you've got so much anointing in this place and 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 ministry and Worship and singing and all this stuff. sometimes you think that's enough. I was in that little building I was in that little building Sunday, and they're very limited they don't have they don't have They don't have a a, a piano player. they do their songs with a with a recorder and that's that's fine we We did that here before, but they don't have everything you have. Very, very limited in resources. But you know what? We had dinner on the ground Sunday. And there was one of them brothers that owned a barbecue joint. And he wasn't a little fella neither. Never trust a skinny cook. Never. Man, this bro, I'm telling you, it was unbelievable, Brother John. It was crazy. And I watch people with very, very, very limited resources and, and, and they don't have nothing like you have here. Great man of God there. It's one of my one of my buddies from college. Great man of God there. He's been there 20 something years, faithful. And there was good people, but they're very limited. And what they have. But I watch them Sunday morning get around a meal. And the most amazing thing happened, preacher. most amazing thing. They come alive. Smiling in joy. I want to warn you guys. I want to warn you guys. You come in here. In this atmosphere. And, and it's. You got so much. That there's a danger. There's a danger. Because you have so much in here. It will cause you to think you don't need that small group fellowship. And I'm telling you, you do. You do. Because it's not just about loving God. God has commanded us to. And all God's people say it.